good Sunday morning. You're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire to inform and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanksgiving has passed on the calendar, but we're still in the Thanksgiving season. What is it that you're most thankful for? You know what I'm most thankful for? Here we are in November. We got one more month to go before we hit January 2016. And I can already sense an expectation that I know comes from the Lord. I I really sense that God, for one, I know God has changed my season. I know that God has put a vision in my heart. And just to see that he's moving, moving me to that season and to have that great expectation. And it's like, I just want to see the whole picture. And I know God doesn't always work like that. He keeps you on your toes. He keeps you praying. He keeps you with that expectation. But that's what I'm thankful for because I can remember, remember a time that that expectation just seemed so or it just seems so far off to the point where you get to the to a discouragement that's not really good or healthy. And so I'm just thankful that I can just sense that shift now. Mm. And, you know, in the Bible, it talks about God will take you from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And in those times when you feel like you're discouraged or you feel like things are not working, it really is that God is taking you through the processes of time and he's shedding some things off your life and helping prepare you to receive what he has for you. Praise God. Amen. And that's what we want to talk about today. In Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse 11, it says, And it came to pass that as Jesus went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. 
We just want to talk about uh, the thankfulness that was in this one leper's heart when he turned back to say thank you. And we just come back today to say thank you. Thank you to a God that has been better than good to us, that has been merciful and kind and gracious to us. Thank you to a God that has done for us what we could not even have dreamed of. He has surpassed our imaginations. He has superseded our expectation and he has been so good that we haven't deserved the, this goodness that we have been recipient of. But we want to say like that one leper with a loud voice, Thank you to God. You know, it's interesting, LJ Renee, it's interesting to me in this scripture what they asked for. We always talk about the 10 lepers that were healed, but when you really read the scripture, what they asked for was not healing. They didn't say, Jesus, Son of God, Jesus, Master, would you heal us? What they said, and we find this many times throughout the scriptures with the blind man, with David, we, what they said was, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I find it very peculiar that these men with leprosy that had been outcast from their city, that had been separated from their families, that had been ostracized from their communities, when they saw the one who could heal them, they didn't ask for healing, but they asked for mercy. Mm. Why do you think that mercy was their one request? Well, when we look up the different definition of mercy, it says mercy as that justice is set aside. And you know, when we look at mercy, we, we we're saying that God gives us mercy, meaning that he really does not give us what we so rightly deserve. And that's the meaning of mercy. God knows when we have done wrong, but what he does is because he's a loving God. And not only that, I believe he knows the motive behind why we do it. If we really got what we deserve, we wouldn't be able to stand. And so I believe that God, because he's so loving, so kind, that when he looked upon those men, he automatically gave them the mercies of God. Now, the reason why they asked for mercy instead of healing, back in that time, when, when people had leprosy, they, they were considered unclean. I mean, they were put outside, and, and if anybody even brushed up against them, that they were even a curse as well. They knew that this was a disease that had cursed them and caused them to be ostracized by the law. And so they felt guilty as a result of that. And they knew that the only one that could really heal him, heal them was, was Jesus Christ. And, and you know, there's sometimes when we, when we know that we have done wrong or we think that we have done wrong, because even the blind beggar that was on the roadside, when he knew Jesus was coming by, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And, and remember the question that was asked, even when the man, Jesus healed the man that was blind from birth, the question that was asked of Jesus, who sinned this man? man or his parents, they automatically thought someone had sinned. And when David, who really did sin, had uh, went to take Bathsheba for himself and had Uriah killed. And then Nathan, the prophet came to tell, reveal to David his sin and how displeased God was with him. David said, Lord, have mercy upon me. You cry out for the mercy of God because you perceive there is some guilt in your heart. Mercy is not needed if there is no guilt and you want to be part 
pardoned from that guilt. And they believe that if they could be pardoned from that guilt, you got to remember the community had ostracized them. Their families were no longer allowed Mm -hmm. to touch them. These people were ostracized and set apart and they were segregated from the community. And if they starved to death, they didn't care. The community didn't care. They just didn't want them around them. Leprosy was an infectious bacterial skin disease and they didn't want them around them that might, you know, spread that disease to others. So when they knew Jesus was coming by and sometime I think we get in a state where we think that what we have done is so wrong, even if it's just the perception of it, that it's so wrong that we sometimes I believe that we don't even think we have a right to ask for healing from God. So what they asked for was mercy. I don't have a right to ask God to open my blinded eyes. I don't have a right to ask God to put me in right state with him. But what I have a right to ask is God be merciful to me. Would you withhold your punishment for what I have done? And would you be merciful to me? That's why I believe they ask for mercy and not for healing. But when God extends mercy, he also extends grace and healing and makes you whole. Mercy, Lord. See, don't you also think that mercy, mercy also mean have compassion, compassion on me. You, you know, can't have mercy can't, without compassion. compassion. And so he's saying, so that's what they're saying. Lord, have compassion on Because I'm in a state that if you don't heal me, I, I'm going to be left alone. Nobody want to be bothered with me. I really don't have a place in society. Unless you have compassion upon me, then I have no life. Have mercy upon me. And that's what we, when we think about the things that we have done in life, we need to cry out, Lord, have mercy. I mean, take away the guilt. Take away the the pain. Lord, just have mercy upon me. Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me that he died on Calvary. Mercy, there was great and grace was free. And that's the part, mercy there, talking about at Calvary, Mm. there was great mercy there. It took the mercy of God to send Jesus to Calvary, the mercy of God for Jesus to even want to die in my stead. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. And all you've got to do is ask for Jesus to have mercy upon you. So so where are the nine? That was Jesus's question. I healed 10 of you. Where are the nine? Where do you think that? Why do you think that only one came back to say thank you? When you were healed, you had to go show yourself to the priest and Jesus Christ. Christ is a priest. I mean, he's the prophet. He's the king. He's the priest. That one that realized after crying out to God, he did not deserve really to be healed. He knew that his life was all but over, but yet, and he thought about all that God had done for him. He thought about really the the way that he was and he was motivated or he was compelled to turn around and go back and say thank you. And and you know what the scripture says that as they went they were healed. So when Jesus first spoke to them, said, not but not one of them was healed. When he first spoke so to them on the way, on the way they, and matter of fact they didn't get healed except they did what he told them to do. So so when they began to go, I don't know if the one that came back to say thank you had already 
already started to see his skin clear up yet. I don't know if the healing had manifested, but he had enough faith to know that the word has been spoken. And I'm sometimes you got to turn around and say, thank you. And there has been no healing. Sometimes you got to give thanks and you don't have any proof that the thing is already done. So maybe the truth is that the nine was still going on their way because they hadn't seen it. They're waiting to see. And that's okay because the Bible says that I believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So sometimes you just haven't seen it, but there's a faith in God that will turn around and say, thank you before I have any manifestation of the proof that he done the work. It's okay if you waiting on the proof, but some of us got to say thank you without any proof. Some of us got to turn around and give God glory and we don't even see the skin clearing up. You got to thank him and you haven't even got the job. You got to thank him and the interview hasn't even been set. Sometimes you got to turn around and say, where are the nine? The nine still waiting to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. But one's going to say thank you and he haven't seen the manifestation yet. And here's what Jesus proclaimed over that one. He said, listen, your faith, not only are you healed, but your faith has made you whole. One thing we might miss, all 10 of them had faith. You don't move except you have faith. But you know what? The thing, the thing about it is, is that he wasn't waiting on someone to approve him and say that you are healed. Like you're saying, Amen. he wasn't waiting on the opinions of man to say, you know, you know, you know what you, you don't have leprosy anymore and you're looking pretty good. No, he knew that when the master spoke, because really they knew the power that was, that was in Jesus. You have to remember that it was, they, there was no hope until Jesus came walking along the shore of Galilee. And you know what? I believe that this one had a revelation. Really. Mm. I really do. You know what? I believe that when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, he was on his way like the rest of them. And it was like, ding, wait a minute. He is the priest. The priest He's the, the high priest. <laughs> the high priest. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the one who has pronounced my healing. I'm going to see the priest. So I'm he, not going on that long journey. So right he there. did what Jesus said. That's what he did. He, he went said, to the, the. He priest. went to the priest. Yes, uh, the high priest. The high priest. Amen. <laughs> so I, I believe that's exactly what happened. Well, you know, we can take these uh, situations that happened in the Bible and just begin to start allowing the Lord. You know, if you put yourself in that situation, God will begin to start giving you different perspectives. Open up your understanding. Open up your understanding. To begin you begin to have a different perspective because he is the truth and he come to bring the truth we can take in a scripture and look at it one way but god wants to open up our understanding, understanding. pray that lord open the eyes of my understanding Absolutely. when i begin to read these scriptures lord show me something that i've not heard before show me something that i didn't read in the commentary open the eyes of my understanding and pretty soon the lord will begin to open the eyes of your understanding it's not like you think you got to look at this thing in another way and so when we talk about thankfulness why did that one turn around the first time i mean when i've heard that message before they condemned the nine that went on but But they were really being obedient and the nine were walking in faith listen if he tells you to go and you weren't healed until you went then you are walking in faith because why think about it lj renee while the nine are all 10 of them at first but why while the nine are walking, they still got white skin. They still got leprosy. They still smell the stench, stench yeah. of the disease. They still see the effects of the disease. 
but they keep on walking. I mean, you sometimes they tell you no, they close the door, they say impossible, and you give up and quit. You gotta keep on walking. You gotta press because through. God you said. gotta forget what everybody else say. What does the Lord That's say? Exactly if the it. Lord says, go show yourself to the priest. Listen, if my faith says that the priest I gotta see is the one in the city, that's okay because that's what he said. But somebody might have a different level of faith. Somebody might have the understanding because remember, there were 12 disciples, but only one knew that he was the son of God. And he said, who gave you the revelation? How did you know this? Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. There were 12, but only one got the revelation. There's 10 lepers, all of them going to the natural priest, but one of them got Got the the revelation revelation. that this is the high priest. This is the king. Can't get no higher than this one. He came into his healing and his wholeness way sooner because he found the priest way sooner than they did. They're still on their way to the city, but he turns around and he finds the high priest and he bows down at his feet and he hollers, thank you. Where are the nine? The nine are on their way to their healing, but I'm standing here healed and I'm standing here whole. Oh my God. That's the reason why you talk about being thankful. You know, when you are thankful, you are humbled. You know, when you, when you're thankful, when you really realize that someone has done something for you, for that they you, didn't have they, to they do, they didn't have to do, or you weren't expecting it, or you know, have you ever gotten a gift, or someone have given you some money and they didn't even know mm. that you needed the money? You know what I'm saying? You, you you go and you say thank you, and they said, oh, that's okay. I just no, 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 but you don't understand. Thank you because I didn't have a dime in my pocket. And then you, my God, then you think, then you begin to thank God and say, God, I thank you for putting it upon my heart to give that money to that individual. When you're thankful, you are humbled. And, you, and sometimes God. you just realize how kind people are. They don't have to be kind to you, but they're just kind out of the goodness of their heart. And it humbles you. I know that even going through this recent surgery, I was humbled. I didn't even tell lots of people, but those that knew the kindness that they expressed mm. toward me, the the kindness that they uh, expressed toward me and demonstrated toward me, it humbled me. And I'm telling you, it it made me so thankful that there are people that love you enough that there's no reward. There's nothing they're going to get in exchange for this. That's when you know people really love you and want to extend kindness to you. When you do things for people without any expectation of any reward in return, when you do things for people that can't do anything for you in return, and then it just humbles your heart. You are so thankful and it it makes you express that thankfulness, that gratefulness. Here, and think about it. These these ten lepers, when they cried out to Jesus, they weren't shy about it. They yelled with a loud voice. They were hollering out, "Lord, Master, have mercy on us!" And so, when the one came back to say thank you, the Bible said with a loud voice. Listen, you was excited when you asked me. You ought to be excited when you thank me. Some of us, we all up in the uh, face of God when we need something but when he does it for us can't find nobody to say thank you can't find a grateful heart anywhere I mean that same anticipation that same earnestness that you came to him with a need you ought to bring that same earnestness back to him and that same fervency back to say thank you you need to thank people when they are kind to you because they don't have to be kind to you Lord I just want to thank you with a grateful heart give thanks Lift your hands and sing this prayer. Oh, I got so much, so much. 
to thank God for. If you're truly grateful, slip those hands up. Yes, I got so much to thank God for. I want my friend Brandon Wimbush to say. Yet he sacrificed his all. Thank you, Jesus. The pain of my soul was so important. God sent his son to take the call on a rugged cross at Calvary. Jesus died for someone like me. that you have much to be thankful for and if it had not been for the Lord on your side where would you be and I remember the song we had sung this past Sunday and we we're talking about thank you Lord and and it says you've been my friend you've mm-hmm. been my friend then it goes and says, I just want to thank you Lord and then it says you made a way you made a way and I just want to thank you Lord mm-hmm. and it goes on and says thank you Lord thank you Lord for you are mighty good so I and when you sing those songs I mean it just gets down into your spirit and into your your bones and you begin to start thinking about what God has done. You know what? He has, he has, he's made a way for us out of no way. He's made a way. And so when we're feeling uh, gracious, you know, you have to express it. it. You have to say, thank you. You know, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. I mean, What's the use of going through the whole process of buying a gift, wrapping it, and letting it sit in front of you? If you're grateful, you need to express that. I mean, what benefit is it for you bottling up that gratefulness in your heart? You got to express it to people. They need to know. So if someone has done something out of the kindness of their heart to you, how about you take this time to say thank you? I know Thanksgiving is passed on the calendar, but as people of God, every day we are a grateful people with a grateful heart, and we need to show the gratitude that's in our heart to people. We need to say thank you more often than we do. And you know one thing about being grateful and being thankful and expressing that to God, it pleases God. God is pleased when we express our gratefulness and gratitude Mm -hmm, to him. mm -hmm. 
it, it does. And, and I know because when God, when he extends a hand and when he's made a way out of no way for you, when he's healed your body, like, like the, 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 the 10 that uh, had leprosy and he had, you know, declared healing over their lives. When, when you are destitute and, and all of a sudden the answer come or what you need is right there. I mean, you need to say thank you because it shows to God and it shows to someone else that has given you a gift that you really appreciate them, the thoughtfulness. It, it means it says that you really appreciate them taking the time to do what they did not have to do. I mean, when you think about it, it really does please God. And it's just like you heard many times, like adulting father. It's like when you express uh, thank you. It's like he continues to give. He gives you more. Thank you, Father. He gives you more. And then your your heart begins to be enlarged. God, I thank you for what you've done. And until you begin to see the thoughtfulness and be gracious in the little bitty things. A lot of times we look for big things to be grateful for. But when you can see the, the thoughtfulness and be gracious in the little bitty things, that's when you know that your heart, to me, that your heart has been enlarged. The, the Bible says in Psalms 92 that it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto his holy name. I mean, it's good that you give him thanks. He's worthy of the praise that you honor and give him. He said, if you would hold your peace, if all men would keep silent, he said, don't you ever worry. I will be praised. My name will be magnified. If I got to cause the rocks to cry out, the rocks will cry out and glorify me. But my name will be glorified and I will be praised. You know, God knows what's laid up for you. And he wants to develop in you the expression of being thankful even before you see it. God says, be thankful now. I might not see it right now. I'm, I may be deep in some water right now and be thankful. Amen. Right now, just praise me. And that sometimes is one of the hardest things to do when you are going through a situation and it just don't look like there is no good coming out of it. And you know, as you are preparing for church this morning, what better scripture to end this on than Psalms 100? You know it very well. You've quoted it many times. It says unto us, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. And here it is. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into the house of God with a praise on your lips. Walk in the door saying, thank you, Lord. If you don't see it, thank him anyway. If you see no proof or evidence of what you've been praying for, thank him anyway. With pain in your body, sickness ravaging in your bones, with the diagnosis from the doctor, you keep on giving him thanks. The Bible says as they went, they were healed. You keep on walking no matter what it looks like, what it feels like, what they told you. And as you walk, you just lift your voice, your heart and your eyes unto God. And you tell him, thank you. Oh Lord, we came back today to say thank you. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness 
and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Father, we thank you today. And without hesitation, oh, Father, we say thank you. We say thank you for how you healed us, how you delivered us, how you gave us the expectation. We say thank you and how you reconciled us to our family, dear Father. We say thank you, oh, God, even when we were in desperation, oh, Father, that you showed up and you showed out. We just want to say thank you. Oh, my God, we don't really know all the things that you've done for us, how you've cleared the way, oh, Father, for us, oh, God, how you moved our enemies out the way, oh, God, that we may not even have ever seen, but, Lord, you did it for us, and we we say thank you, oh, Father, and we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your grace. Thank you for life. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for wholeness. Thank you for healing. Thank you, God, for washing my sins away. Thank you that you called me friend. Thank you, God, that you grafted me into the family. Thank you that you wrote my name down in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you that you didn't hold my sins against me. Thank you that when I asked for mercy, you gave me grace. Thank you that you took my place on the cross. Thank you, God, that every day of my life, hallelujah, it has been a pleasure to be called a child of God. And I give you thanks. Father, I know that you have said in your word that death cannot celebrate you and they that go into the pit cannot bless your name, but the living shall bless the name of our God. So this morning with the breath that you have given me in my body, I lift my voice to you and with gratitude and grateful heart, I just want to say thank you in Jesus name. We are now on the new Inspirational Joy 107.1 FM. Spread the word. Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.